Welcome to Maximize Your Influence, your resource for the top persuasion, influence, and negotiation techniques that will help you maximize your success in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, Kurt Mortensen and Steve Olson. Welcome, everyone, to episode 188 of Maximize Your Influence. This is Kurt Mortensen. We've been speaking about charisma the last couple episodes. Let's finish it up with charisma number three and talk about inner charisma, where your inside dictates your outside. What happens mentally affects everything in the outside world. This is kind of a special podcast coming from Doha. That's in Qatar, great side of the world. It's on the Arabian Gulf and shares borders with Saudi Arabia. It's kind of a fun place. They actually got the World Soccer Cup in 2022, and they're building this big new stadium that'll hold 80,000 people. And I think they're even doing it in the wintertime where it's cooler because it's hot here. Even this time of year, it's pretty much 100 degrees in the afternoon and 75 at night. So it's warm. Weekends are a little bit different. Weekends are Friday and Saturday. There's food from all over the world, although the traditional Qatari foods influenced by Indian and Iranian, or they call it Persian cuisine, and I think it's one of the wealthiest countries in the world. They're the largest exporter of natural gas in the world, and it was interesting, I did learn this time, that the highest point in the country is 338 feet, so that'll tell you something. So it's good to be with you, other side of the world, great people here, having a lot of fun, doing some great training on influence and persuasion negotiation, how to give that persuasive presentation, train the trainer, millionaire psychology, doing it all, having a lot of fun. Just want to touch base with you and get you that last segment of charisma based on the emails and the feedback. It sounds like we're on the right track. You're enjoying them. And of course, at any time, you can email thoughts, opinions, whatever it is, to Kurt, K-U-R-T, at MaximizeYourInfluence.com So let's get into the geeky article of the week. And since Steve Olson's still on sabbatical, I'll hear him this week and go back, and I'll, this might bother some of you, to that Urkel sound. So Urkel, go! <laughs> so this comes from the Journal of Leadership and Organizational Studies, and it looked into character versus charisma, because the last three episodes we've been talking about charisma, Character is a function of trust and something that's, okay, what's going to be the most important here? People are going to choose charisma or character if they're really going to influence somebody. So they looked at the leadership crisis, especially in ethics and a lot of the organization, and it stems usually from the character of their leaders. It's not the charisma of their leaders. So they define character as those values of integrity, trust, truth, and human dignity. And that is what influences a leader's vision, ethics, and behavior. And so they found through their research that they did have charismatic personalities, which you want in a CEO or a leader, right? Having that charisma, people who want to be around you, they want to follow you. But the quest for leadership excellence is based more on character than charisma. The leader is also empowered through their character to serve as a mentor. So when they have good character, they're more likely to be a mentor to others to help them improve and become better. So it sounds like the answer is both, but if you're going to choose one character, is critical and I agree with that 100% you've got to have that character that integrity we'll talk a little about that that's part of your inner charisma when you're rotten on the inside you're gonna be rotten on the outside eventually when you're good on the inside eventually you're gonna be good on the outside it's gonna show we like to think that what we do in our private life doesn't affect our public life or vice versa but it all comes together it's all part of our balance 
our inner charisma, our mindset, what we do, that character, that integrity, that honesty, that sincerity is all part of who we are, and it affects our ability to influence and persuade. Remember the subconscious trigger. Some people are like, yeah, something's not quite right. It's probably because you're not right on the inside. And that's what we want to focus on. But before we dive into the content, I want to do a Persuasion Ninja. Haven't done that in a while, so let's hear the sound. Ninja, go. So this goes to one of my early mentors, Brian Tracy. I had the great privilege of working with Jim Rohn, Brian Tracy, Les Brown, a few other people to promote their seminars. That's kind of where I got my start and did a lot with Brian Tracy. I've listened to all of his audios. I've read all his books. I've mentored with him personally. I've been to his seminars. And he's a big one on the inner self, right? The self-mastery, the self-discipline, the mindset, setting goals. And you hear that a lot out there, but Brian Tracy is the one that when he talks about it, I know he's doing it. And it just comes through in his demeanor. It comes through in his actions. It just comes through with who he is. I mean, I can't really put my finger on it every time, but I know when he talks about goal setting and reviewing your goals every day and writing them down, I know he's doing it. Part of that's probably because I know him. Part of that's because I've read his materials. But it's not like a lot of other seminar speakers are like, wait a minute, that sounds good, but are you doing it? Are you actually making that happen? And he is the ninja that way. When he talks about personal development and reading a half hour a day, I know he's doing more than that. And he tells everyone they have to do it, but it just is more charismatic when you know internally they're doing what they're asked to do. They have the integrity, the honesty to really be doing what they're asking other people to do. And as a leader, as a charismatic leader, when people feel like, yeah, they're just turfing it to me, they don't really want to do it, they don't want any piece of that, they're just making me do it because they don't want to do it, that kind of rots your ability to have charisma. I actually like that word. Rots your ability to have charisma because you're rotting on the inside. It's like not changing your underwear. Yeah, you might get away with it for a while, but after a while, people are going to notice. It's going to come through on the outside. Maybe not the best example, but that's the one that came to mind, so let's go with that one. Okay? I know with Brian Tracy, his self-discipline, if he says he's going to eat a certain food or do a certain thing or exercise X amount of minutes a day, he's going to do it. He's doing it. He's the persuasion ninja. If you're going to say it, do it. If you're going to have this inner charisma, it's going to make all the difference in the world. And that's what I want to focus on today. I want to give you some tools and techniques to really help you on your inner charisma. Because again, your inside dictates your outside. So let's get into some content here. But before we do, remember we have past podcasts. In fact, if you want to talk about inner charisma, Podcast 99 has a great article that we talk about that's why we are so likely to procrastinate. And all the archives are located on InfluenceUniversity.com. The archive membership is free. You want the 52-week accelerated. You want the advanced video courses. Those are also on there, too. We're also, of course, on Instagram at MaxInfluence. And find us on Facebook at Maximize Your Influence. All right, housekeeping is out of the way. Let's dive into it. How do you create that inner charisma? Where your charisma radiates to other people, let's talk about it. So as we get into this, we've been talking about that integrity. I mean, you look at politics, we think it's not out there, but there's a lot of great people out in the world, and people are looking for someone that's honest and have integrity. In fact, when the studies were coming out on charisma, and people were looking for leaders and people that they wanted to follow and be influenced by, honesty and integrity were on the top of the list. On the flip side, men also said lying, being dishonest, cheating, 
Those were bottom of the list that other men had. The challenge is we have become more tolerant of lying, deception, and cheating. And one study even showed that 33% of people distrusted their immediate boss. So we're looking for that honesty, that integrity. Employees want to work for people they can trust and that are honest about them and their reality and their circumstances. So it's a missing piece out there. And so people know when you don't have it. It hurts your ability to influence. It hurts your inner charisma. It hurts your outer charisma. And it's something that's very, very important that we can become better at that. I mean, when you look at the word sincere, which is part of this package, it comes from the Latin word sinceris, which means without wax. Because back then, if you were making a sculpture or a pillar and you made a mistake or something happened, you'd fill it with wax. And it would look perfect until you put it out in the sunshine and the sun would reveal the deception. So when you're sincere, you're without wax. There's nothing you're really hiding. And integrity is up there, too. These are the things that people are looking for. And the challenge is you might think, yeah, I'm, I'm ethical, I have integrity, but you might not come across that way. Are you consistent with what you say and what you do? Are you consistent with your personal goals? Meaning if you're at work or trying to influence one, you're like, yeah, I'm going to eat better. The next day you're eating a Big Mac, there's going to be some challenges there. You're like, wait a minute. Your personal conviction is part of this package. And it takes time to build. I mean, you can destroy really fast, but you have to build this over time that you're going to do what you say that you have that integrity. In fact, a UCLA study said that that's the most important thing to succeed long-term in business is to have integrity, to have people believe you, where you can do things on a handshake, where you can do things because you've done business before. You can do things, you know, the contractor will come. It's not a huge issue. We've done business before. We know these people. That makes all the difference in the world. And part of this process is really tapping into your values. You know, what are your values? Have you thought about those? Or maybe find people that you respect and look at their values. Find people of history that you admire. What were their values? And this is part of living up to everything you say and do. Tell the truth even when it hurts. These are things that matter. So I think a big trend now is not even having values, just going through the motions. But what do you truly believe in and sticking to those things? I don't care what it is. But once you decide what you believe in, what your value is, not your just opinion, but your value. Values are a lot more difficult to change than just opinions. But what are those values? And the other thing I've noticed, too, with the research with people with integrity and this is a big one because people complain about this all the time that people won't admit their mistakes. When you could admit your mistake, that you blew it, watch the respect increase and your sense of integrity soar. It's okay. It actually increases trust. People like you more because they're making mistakes too. If you're too good to be true, you're too good to be true. It's okay to make mistakes. When you're finger pointing, you're blaming others at somebody else's fault, that really sucks the life out of everybody and that really hurts your integrity, especially when they know that you had a piece of that blame or maybe all the blame own up to it that makes a big difference when you're developing that inner core charisma so that's one to really be aware of where do you rank on that one I'll let you decide on that part of this is I was doing research for the book laws of charisma the inner part was bigger than I ever imagined I knew it was important because I've studied success for a long time and influence and how important that is there was something interesting that came up was courage and as I looked at that, I interviewed people and I talked to people and did a little more research to find out what was out there, that to being a charismatic leader, an influential person, you've got to have the courage to have those uncomfortable conversations, right? That's part of what you do. You have to have the courage to take risks, to stand up for your ideas, to know that maybe it's against popular opinion, but you know it's the right thing to do. You're following your heart. Courage really motivates people around you. It builds that integrity. They know that no matter what's around you, people follow their heart. Not like a politician, then it depends what the polls say. But having the courage to do what you think is right, what you know is right, what you feel to be right. I mean, it was interesting. One study showed was listing courage 
and charismatic leaders. They went as far back as Moses from the Old Testament, leading the Jews out of Egypt. Abraham Lincoln, President of the United States, leading the U.S. through Civil War and freeing the slaves. Martin Luther King, advancing civil rights in America. Each of these leaders had to tap into their courage and know that it was a big mountain to climb, but they knew it was the right thing to do. So do you have the courage to do what's right? To follow your heart? To follow that instinct, that impulse, that urge? That's a whole other lesson within inner charisma is that instinct. Following your heart. Having the courage to correct yourself and to correct others. Not blaming. That's a huge one. And knowing that it's okay to fail. Every once in a while that you'll fail. So how do you really increase your courage? How do you apply your courage? Well, think of past victories when you were courageous. That can increase your courage. Think about your strengths and past accomplishments. If you can't take that big risk, take the smaller risk, the smaller risk, and ask yourself, okay, really, what's the worst thing that could happen? Work on your vision that we talked about last time. That increases your courage because you can see it, taste it, touch it, feel it. Watch how others and people that you mentor with and people that you coach with exhibit that courage. Know when it's time to ask for help. I mean, that's part of courage, knowing, okay, I've gone as far as I can. And if there is a setback or maybe there's a failure, learn from it, grow from it, improve yourself, and move on. That's all part of courage. That's critical to your inner charisma and your outer charisma. So think about what you're afraid of. I want you to face that fear, release yourself from the bondage of that fear, and develop that contagious courage because people want to be around courageous people. Another couple of people that come up in history I think about is Orville and Wilbur Wright. You know, they created the airplane, and of course... Back then, there's no way you can't do it. They had a lot of failures, but they focused. Thomas Edison's in the same category. These are people that we admire because they've had more failures than success, but they had the courage to follow their heart and do what they knew they were supposed to do and find the solution. Even though they had more failures than successes, that makes a huge difference in your inner qualities and being more charismatic. Another interesting one that came up with the charisma research was your ability to focus and concentrate. Realizing that activity doesn't mean accomplishment. You've got to manage your time. You've got to accomplish things. If you are always running around busy not accomplishing anything, that's a challenge. Because I know you can be busy all day and accomplish nothing. That's a challenge for a lot of people. Everyone has the same amount of time, but for some reason, successful people, charismatic people, influential people, they accomplish more and usually less time. They accomplish twice as much in half the amount of time. This is one of their core qualities. (laughs) I love what Henry David Thoreau said. He says, It's not enough to be busy, so are the ants. I mean, the ants are busy. They're accomplishing some things, but what is the blind spot here? Is that you're busy all day long, but are you truly accomplishing the things that you need to? Are you doing those income-producing activities? Are you focusing on the things that you need to? This makes a big difference. If people see you wasting time or taking too long to do a project or too long to think about something, I mean, that's a whole other lesson is that successful people make quicker decisions. They don't hem and haw and take three days. They just make the decision and they go with it. That's courage. That's integrity. That's their ability to achieve more in less time. I mean, read Think and Grow Rich with Napoleon Hill. Making those quick decisions is a sign of success. And the success rate's the same whether you make a slow decision or a fast decision. doesn't guarantee success, but the success rate is the same. Think about that. Because as you monitor successful people have this really core inner charisma, is that they have the ability to control impulses, resist distraction, and stay focused. When senior managers were interviewed, they found one of the things they like in the executives that they were looking to promote was the skill of focus, and they considered that a personal strength. And what's interesting, what we eat, how much we sleep, carbonated beverages, do we eat breakfast, food additives, refined carbohydrates, all affect our ability to concentrate. So there's some things 
to think about that you might be doing externally that can affect you internally, which can affect you externally as far as your charisma is concerned if you follow that. In a Gallup poll, that workers estimate they waste about 1.4 hours a day. And it's a lot higher than that. We could accomplish a lot more. And so our ability to focus and concentrate is critical. And I could talk about time management, and I'm sure you've had time management courses, but here are a few things you might not be thinking about with time management and your ability to focus and concentrate. And One of my early mentors, Jim Rohn, I've talked a lot about him. He says, you know, wherever you are, be there. Right? You're at work thinking about family or with family thinking about work. We've got to switch that. We've got to really learn to focus. And we know attention spans are at all-time low. And focus, get yourself to focus for a minute at a time, then two minutes at a time, then five minutes at a time, then ten minutes at a time. Practice. It takes mental exertion. It takes energy, but you're going to accomplish more. Because too many people start the day doing the fun, fast things first, and they don't focus on the income-producing activities. They rely on a list. There's a time and place for a list. We talked about time management early podcasts. You can find that in the archives. But here's the one thing I want to point out that I know you're probably not thinking about that's based on the latest research that's important with focus and concentration. All right, here it is. Every one of us has about a four-hour block of the day where cognitively or mentally it's easier for us to focus and get things done. That is the time of day we're the sharpest. We're just crossing things off the list. We're doing the income-producing activities. And so the question is, what is your four-hour block? Are you a morning person, early morning? That's not me, but some of you are, and that's okay. Maybe you're afternoon people. Maybe you're early evening people, late evening people. Maybe you're midnight people. Right? I get I'm pretty good in the later evening, even into the midnight hours. I could get focused. I can be humming. I can be good. And here's the key. When you're within that four-hour block and you're able to, that's a time for the do not disturb sign. That's a time to turn off your cell phone. That We're not answering emails. We're not doing this frivolous stuff. We're planning vacations or where to eat lunch. That's the time we're getting it done. We're making it happen. And so we're doing the hardest things that we need to do, those income-producing activities, mentally where we're focused, Figure out what that is, and that's where you plan those things. That's not where you want to hold a frivolous meeting. Maybe you want to hold that negotiation that you're really scared about. It's not the time, again, to look at your phone every time it dings or your email. That's the time, again, do not disturb on the door, turn off the phone, turn off your email dinger, whatever you want to call it. Focus on that time. Because when you can really focus and concentrate, it makes the biggest difference. When you truly master your ability to focus, Not only is it easier to influence others, but you'll be able to accomplish 10 times more in half the amount of time. It's serious. It's real. Quit dinking around. This is really important. You'll accomplish 10 times more in half the amount of time. That's what's important about this. And those are the things I wanted to talk about. That's part of that inner charisma. Remember, your inside dictates your outside. So I appreciate you listening today. Hope you had a few takeaways. Please like us on iTunes. Share with your friends. We need better persuaders out there, more charismatic people, people with more integrity. That's what makes the world a better place. So master these skills, become more influential, and go out and persuade with power.